Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, brought to you by Micah, myself, and my partner in crime, Tyler, the mastermind of it all. Tyler, we're three and oh. I I don't I don't even know. I kind of don't know how to act right now. Like, what what do what do teams that are typically three and and0 do? You know, at this point in the in the season, like I, I'm so unfamiliar with being undefeated. One of the only I think it's five undefeated teams remaining in the NFL. Like, do I start looking down on people? You know, like how does I think, this? I think we have to look down on some people, especially at at the lowly Chiefs. Right. fans right now that are one and two in the cellar of the AFC West. Yeah. It's been a long time since that has happened, my friend. Long, long time. You know, so uh, it feels good, though, to be 3-0, and oh, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, I've yeah. had a couple dozen heart attacks the past week <laughs> or so, but I'll take it. We're 3-0, and uh, leading the AFC West division. Man, it feels good. Good to be a Raider, in the words of Charles Woodson. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. I mean, like, I'm kind of like I'm still in disbelief. Like, I look at I look at the AFC West and like the two teams that everybody expected to be on the bottom at the beginning of the year are both undefeated. Um, I I the Broncos, though. I mean, come on, really? You you've beat up on the three. I know. Like, pro- arguably the three worst teams in the NFL. Come on. Come on. I mean, that's that's a shoe that's getting ready to drop, and we will get into that later. But, man, it's it's it feels good, like you said. It feels good. I don't care how it's done. I'm just happy it's done. But what does surprise me, Tyler, is after, you know, we've, we've, we've made the record. You know, we, we, we've, we've set a record in the NFL. We've made it into the history books, beating... Three teams right out of the gate, all who had 10-plus wins the previous year, never been done before, and yet people are— And had made the playoffs, might I add. Yes, and and, and yet people are still like, oh, I don't know. I Like, I, I don't know if this team's going to be—is that good? I, I saw an article, I, I, I think it was Monday Morning Quarterback. They had us and the Cardinals as, are they contenders or pretenders? They're like, maybe— for contenders, but they had the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos as contenders. And I just thought, there's no, you cannot logically. How the heck are the, I, I know it's the NFL and I get this, wins a win. Right. But how about we look at perhaps a little bit of quality of wins while we're right. at it, shall we? Right. I mean, the Broncos take on the Giants, they beat them, then they take on the 
Jaguars of Jacksonville, who just lost 24-21 to to the Bungles Thursday night football. And then they play uh, the Jets at home, and the Jets are just a hot, trash, garbage mess right now. Right. Not saying that Jacksonville's not as well, but seems as though Jacksonville actually is like getting a little bit better. They're getting their system down. Right. It, it it's just a dumpster fire in New York, as far as I'm concerned. But for I mean, both, teams. yeah, those are three wins, but against like who? You know, right? They're not real great wins. I mean, you've got the the Ravens. And maybe the Steelers at the end of the season will look back and say, that wasn't such a great win after all, maybe. Right. Uh, but then you've got uh, the Dolphins, who we may look back and be like, uh, that maybe wasn't a great win. But, I mean, they just got embarrassed 35 to nothing by the Bills the week before. They came to play. And they, right. like, we talked off air. I'm not so sure that... Jacoby Brissett isn't at least as good as Tua Tungavailoa at this point. Like, right. he's had some experience. He knows how to win games. I, To me, I'm just like, those are three solid wins. Yeah. And and did I have a, a couple dozen heart attacks? Yeah, I did. But you know what they say, Micah? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So my heart is now stronger for the rest of the season. Well, to speak on that, and then to go to the uh, the Panthers, a team that is supposedly also not uh, not a pretender, a contender. They've beaten the Jets, barely beat the Jets week one. Um, they beat the Saints week two, which I mean, you're playing Jameis Winston, so I mean, week in, week out, you don't know if you're getting. It's like playing Fitzpatrick, you know. You don't know if you're going to get yeah. five touchdown Fitzpatrick or five interception Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> and then they just go and beat the Texans. Well, the Texans are kind of a dumpster fire team right now as well. I mean, they've got like an all-star quarterback sitting on the bench because nobody knows what in the world's going on with all that. So, I mean, two of those wins, Jets and Texans. I mean, it's like uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take I'm going to take wins over the Steelers and the Ravens, I'll take those all, all all day long than wins over the Jets and the Texans or the Jets and the Giants and Jacksonville. I mean, get out of here. They, they, you can't logically, you can't make a statement like that, that the Broncos are better than the Raiders. Without, there's no logic behind that. That's just pure Homer or pure just... I don't animosity. like animosity. Yeah, and it's just animosity. I don't like the Raiders, so I'm going to say Denver's better because you can't. When you look at the numbers, when you look at what Carr has been able to do, you look at this defense as how it's turned around in a year, uh, and the quality of wins. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about a Ravens team that goes and beats the Chiefs, and everybody's praising this Ravens team and oh look at this team and they're so good and this offensive line is coming together. It's like. We, we just beat this Ravens team last week. Like, literally, this entire team. It's not like Lamar Jackson was out that game and came back this and week. And last week, the offensive line was garbage. Yeah. So how how does this work? Yeah. How, exactly. And then, and then, you know, Steelers beat the Bills week one. And, and I don't know if there were any alleged injuries on the Bills front during that game or not. But, I mean, 
They go beat the Bills. Come on. The Bills are going to be right in the mix for going to the Super Bowl, potentially, probably, at the end of the year, the way the Bills are looking. I mean, they just pretty much reloaded, and it looks like they're ready to make another deep run. So, I mean, the Steelers go and pull out a win there, then we go beat Pittsburgh. And, and, and the Raiders have had their own problems, Tyler. We have an offensive line that hasn't played a dang snap together, even during the preseason. You know, no. we've got... We got we got starters that are out and incognito. Uh, uh, who was it? Good that we got lost in- good for the year to an ACL. Yeah, so so we've got we got a rookie right tackle. We've got uh, we're missing linebackers. We're missing running backs. Um, I mean, so 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 it's not like we've we've gone against. You know, it's not like we just beat the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill and, and Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's like, kind no. of like we're beating, like, we're sacking Lamar Jackson. Like, we strip-sacked him twice. Like, yep. that, you know, that's not a fluke. I'm sorry. That's just not, you know. I, so, as then when they turn right around the following week and go beat the Chiefs, who everybody, I don't think anybody questions. I mean, you might have a little bit of rumbling right now, but nobody questions, like, the Chiefs are, are, are good. You know, nobody's going, oh, the Chiefs are pretty poor, like, Okay, the Chiefs' defense is bloody awful right now. Their offense is, seems to be decent. Just seems, you know, they've, they've had, I mean, they turned the ball over three times against the Chargers. I mean, you can't. Yes, they did. That's that hard to win. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to win any game when you do stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I just, I don't get the disrespect. I understand, like, after week one beating the Ravens and being like, okay, I was that way. I was like, all right, show, yeah. show me some more. Like, I want to see it well, again. Well, we both were. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 even against, like, when we beat Pittsburgh, I was like, this is cool. Now let's, you know, let's see what happens against the Dolphins. And I about, I about lost it, but right. we ended up winning. And so I was like, oh, hey, maybe the, maybe we have turned a, a new page a new era, if you will, yeah. and uh, but yeah, the disres- the disrespect from the media is. I have to say, there are a few that still are very disrespectful. Lewis Riddick, on the other hand, has been very complimentary of the Raiders and the job that they've done. So, but I would say it, from the mainstream media, especially the show you are referencing, yeah. It, I don't understand how the Broncos play an easier schedule. I think anybody that follows football even just a little bit can agree that that schedule is way easier than the teams that the Raiders have played. And, you know, you play the schedule you're given, but at the same time, what do those what do those wins mean? There's got to be a little bit deeper diving into that, in my opinion. Some will say a win's a win's a win. In my opinion, yes, a win is a win, but there are different degrees right. of those wins. And and to say, like, the Broncos are a legit team after they've beat three horrible teams and the Raiders have beat teams that were in the playoffs last year and they're somehow worse just doesn't jive with my brain very much. I don't think it would jive with 98% of people. If you walked up to somebody off the street and said, what would you be more impressed with? A team beating the Ravens right now or a team beating Jacksonville. I'm pretty sure 99 out of 100 people would be like, if you could beat the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, that'd be awesome. Like that, that I would be more impressed with that. It's like, well, right. no, duh. You know, uh, so, so it is, it is kind of crazy to see. And, and 
Like, I don't even think if if we if we beat the Chargers Monday night, you know, I, the Chargers are at full strength. We talked about this. You know, they've got everybody's there. You know, the running backs, wide receivers, Herbert's, you know, fine. They got offense and defense all intact, fresh off yep. of beating the beating the Chiefs. So there's no excuse. But to me, when I look back at even like against the Dolphins, man, we're down to the whole 14 to nothing game. That's the second time this year that the at Raiders. Home, twice. Yeah, we've been down by 14 points. The Raiders of last year, they, they don't overcome that. We've talked about this on the podcast. Like, they can't overcome a 14 point deficit, a team like uh, the, the Raiders team of 2020, of 2019. Um, but, but they rally. A couple of really mistakes that we made in the sense of, you know, you have Derek Carr throw an interception that when you look at it on film, you know, Foster Moreau's got to continue that route. That's what he's looking. And instead, you know, Moreau sits in the zone and Carr throws the ball like he's leading them and it's a pick six. So it wasn't even like Carr throws it out into really, you know, blanket coverage. And gets right. picked off, and you're going, Carr, what a boneheaded play. Like, what are you thinking? You know? And then not being able to get it on fourth and one. Honestly, I loved the call. Because I was like, I like I this. I, I'm, I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, we need to be aggressive right here. We've made a mistake. Let's go. This is obviously a team we should beat. This is obviously a team that is weaker than ours. We need to be able to go and manhandle this team. And I think that's what Gruden was trying to go send the message of. And it didn't work. Props to no, the Dolphins. It kind of backfired a little bit at it, the beginning of the game, unfortunately. It, it really did. But then, like, they rebounded, and the Raiders showed that they were the better team. I mean, you wipe away those two mistakes. Both those, I mean, okay, drive one was minimal scoring points. That game could have very easily just been a, a, a cakewalk for the Raiders, like, at the end of the yes. day. I mean, it, it could have been a, you know, 27 to 10 type game. Like, all right, yeah, we took care of business and, and on. But. We shot ourselves in the foot like what we've seen in the past. Just the difference this year is the Raiders are able to recover from it and win even despite themselves shooting themselves in the foot. So it's like when Carr says, like, this isn't even our best football. Like, we know we can play better. It's true as a Raider fan, as somebody who's watching this team. It's like we could have, like, really like handled – we could have handled all three of the teams that we've played. But Absolutely. but we just we just we make these you know a couple really untimely mistakes, but they've been able to recover from them and still win the game. So it's exciting to see. It's like we're only week four. I mean, where could this team be by week ten, week twelve? This team might be really rounding into shape come about December, and we're looking at this yeah. team going, "Holy cow, there it's starting to gel." So a lot of exciting things, I say. Well, I was I, you're talking about in the future now. I was looking ahead at the Raiders' schedule. So, you know, let's say that the Raiders come out of this next game against the Chargers on Monday night, prime time, in our second new stadium, our second home. Oh, man. It's so nice that the NFL gave the Raiders two new homes, isn't it? You know, we have the inland home, then we have the coast home. You know, you have, like, the beach house, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's like having a beach house, but still, like, you know, living in the city, too. It's it's really nice. It's the best of both worlds. (laughs) And uh, so we have the Chargers, and then we play the Bears at home. Then we play the Broncos. Um 
you know me, Micah. I always give a win for the Raiders against the Broncos. Yes, you do. Yep. Um, then we play the Eagles at home. Then we go to the Giants. And we could be walking in, theoretically, to the Chiefs 8-0. It's, it's, it's very possible. It's, it's feasible. It like The way this I, team is playing right now... I mean, you should be able to beat... I mean, the, the Bears are one more loss. Why haven't they fired their head coach already? I, mean, I don't know. Nagy should have been gone like two years ago. So, the, the Bears are a mess. You know, Denver... I Denver's a fraud, if you ask me. They're, they're a fake. And I think we're getting ready to see that when they play the Ravens this week. And then, I mean, who'd you name? The Eagles? The Giants? Yep. So, we've got Bears... Broncos, so Chargers, Bears, Broncos, Eagles at home. We go to the Giants. That's, that's um, East Coast, so it's always a little tricky for us. Always a little tricky there. Um, and then then we go, we play the Chiefs at home. Yeah. Like, you very, very well, if you beat the Chargers, that's 4-0, Bears 5, Broncos 6, Eagles 7, Giants 8. I mean... If you could open up the season eight and zero, even if you lose both games to the Chiefs, this is these are the next games. The Bengals, the Bengals may be tough. I don't know. Bengals just uh, as, as we're sitting here talking now, the Bengals barely eke out a win against winless Jacksonville. Yes, but then we've got the Cowboys on on Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day. Cowboys look play, good this year. We play Washington. Yeah. That they don't look so great. No, they're kind of a dumpster fire as well. I feel like. And then we've got the Chiefs again, the Browns, the Broncos again, the Colts, and the Chargers again. Yeah. So, and right now the Colts aren't looking. I I know I'm looking way ahead, and I'm probably going to kick myself in the butt for having even played this game in my mind at work today. <laughs> but I was bored. Gosh dang it! And I was like just sitting there looking at our schedule, thinking, "Huh, Chargers." We could win that game. I have all the confidence oh, yeah. in the world. That stadium's going to be 75% Raiders fans is what they're projecting. Yep. Yeah. And then we've got the Bears at home once again. Yeah. Kind of a dumpster fire. The Broncos, Tyler always gives a win to the Raiders over the Broncos <laughs> no matter what. Is that at and home then, or in Denver? And that is in Denver. Okay. I but like it's that October though. 17th. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's not like it shouldn't be like a foot of snow or anything like that yet. We right. hope we cross our fingers. Uh, then we play the Eagles at home, and then the Giants. And the Giants might be a kind of a cold game, but like those those games those don't really worry me. Right. It it's it, it's those divisional games. That one against the Chiefs. That's the one where I'm kind of like, oh man, well. I mean, even if we lose, we're eight and one. That's fantastic. Right. Well, even we're not going to lose eight in a row, right? Right. Tell me, Micah. Right. Tell me. <laughs> tell me we're not. <laughs> right. I mean, the way this team's playing right now with a defense is just vastly improved uh, at all levels, and an offense that like hasn't even put it all together yet. I mean, we we're talking in this past game, Tyler. I mean. The, the, the offense, like, it was like, come on, help the defense out. Like, when's the last time we said that? It was like the defense was stepping up and making stops. It was like, offense, go down and just score three. You know, that when we got the fourth down stop with like five and a half minutes left, it was like, 
and we were at like the 48 yard line. It was like, just go get three points. Like all you need is three. And this it's like a, what was, it was going to be like a 11 point game. It was yep. like, run a couple minutes off, make it an 11 point game. You know, give them three and a half minutes. They got to go get two scores. I like that. I don't care if they have all their timeouts and the two minute warning or not. Like, like I'm comfortable there. But yep. like, but and we've talked about this and this has been a problem in the past. I don't like, why can't, and, and this worries me because the Raiders always seem to play like at the level of their competition. Um, why can't we like good, great teams go like the, you're up by eight, five and a half minutes left. You're around the 50, go finish the job. Like we've been, we've been, um, a car has been slicing and dicing. You know, that he's been slicing them up all game long. Like the Dolphins are sushi on a platter. And all of a sudden, we start running the ball. I mean, and we, we had been running the ball, but not with a lot of success. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of those, a lot of the yards that came on the ground was in, like, he had, he had two, like, two big runs in overtime. Two or three big runs that, like, really padded the stats for our rushing game. Um, and, 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 like, we start running the ball to run time off. And I remember sitting there watching that thinking, this is the stupidest thing. Because, and they were stacking the box. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. Like that, the, 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 the stop on fourth down, the turnover on downs, is now completely wasted. Because they have all their timeouts, they have the two-minute warning, and there's like five minutes left. All you need is three to basically put this game out of reach, and we can't go get 20 yards, you know? When when we just we just rattled off twenty five straight points, and that yeah. that concerns me because we're not going to be able to get away with that against the Chiefs. We're not going to be able to get away with that against the Chargers. I don't think. We're I not don't gonna, think so either. And and maybe even Denver. Denver's defense looks solid this year, and their offense isn't bad. So I just that does concern me. It's like we got to go down. And put teams away. Let's just go finish them. You know, we uh, several times we were up on the Steelers by like what was it like eleven? I think and it was like twenty-seven to sixteen or something like that. Um, and yeah. so it was like we kind of it was it was a two-score game. We had it fairly under control, but it was still would have been nice to go see the team go down and at least you know put up some more points to really put it out of reach. And I feel like you see the you see. Teams like the Bills, like the Chiefs, like the Packers, the the Buccaneers, those kinds of teams are able to go do that. And I would like to see the Raiders start to be able to go that. Be aggressive. Carr has been making smart decisions all game. The the Dolphins, I guarantee you, that defense was excited that you were running the ball because they oh, did yeah. not want it's, you passing. No, they didn't want you to pass. They wanted you to run the football, and they dared you to. And our offensive line just isn't good enough yet. Right. I mean, we've got a backup right guard. Our center, it looks like a like a, a, a bowling pin out <laughs> oh, there. Geez. And then, like, even the left side of our line, that's supposed to be our strong running side, and they couldn't get a push worth poop. So, right. it's, I mean, it was just, it, it was not a great idea to just be... Uh, running the clock. I mean, I understand the the time management. I get that. But right. you've had Renfro all game running high percentage catchability routes and catching the ball. You've got Waller who's going over the middle, catching fantastic balls from Carr. Yeah. And it, 
all game. And then he was, like you said, he was making sushi out of him. And then you take the ball out of his hands because you don't want to stop the... Because old school football, right, Micah? Old school football says you run the ball three times and you punt to keep, you know, to make them use their timeouts or whatever. But it's not old school football anymore. Like, we we aren't running the wing tee or the wishbone offenses anymore. We throw (laughs) the ball down the field. That's what happens now. And and Gruden just gets it in his head like, oh, got to go conservative since I'm up here. I I just want to put it on the defense. We're not quite to that level of a defense yet. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Right. We are way better on defense yes. than we were under Paul Gunther. What's interesting to me is a lot of them are the same players. We brought in right. Ngakwe. That's a little bit different. And we brought in Casey Hayward. And we have a couple rookies. But, I mean, it, a lot of it is the same players as we had last year. Um, and yet they look way more competent now. I think that's a coaching thing, yeah. um, which we screamed about. Anyways, I digress. But yes, you're right. I'd like to just go out, be aggressive in those situations. If we go down and score another touchdown, who cares? Like, yeah, yeah the game's not over yet, but you're also up seven more points. That that should count for something. Right. So I, I would, I also, I just get frustrated. I get it the old school football mentality, you run the clock out, you control the clock, but we can't control the clock with an offensive line that gets blown back three yards every running play. That's just not going to work. If we had a top 10 rushing attack in the NFL, you know, if Josh Jacobs was back there and, and we had a competent offensive line that was blowing open holes all game. And it's like, we've already racked up over a hundred yards rushing today. Yeah. I think we can go end this thing on the ground. That'd be one thing, but like, man, I'd lo- I'd have to go back and look at the stats up to that point, but it wasn't pretty. I mean, it was like, what in the world? Like, we could just not get a push. And just watching the game, you could tell. It was like, I think the first run they did, it was like a loss of two or three. It was like, oh my heavens. That's when I thought, okay, they're going to pass, right? Like, we need to at least get one first down out of this. And then we ran it again, and I just thought... You gotta be joking me. And that's when I kind of lost it. I was like, that the the defense's effort on that fourth and one was for nothing. Was now yeah. for you just wasted that. You wasted you an wasted opportunity that. to put this game away. And we're very fortunate that nobody got hurt in overtime because we could have put that game away and not had to be bothered with an extra I mean, we played a full whole extra quarter. It wasn't yes, three or did. four Another minutes. Ten of it. minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, I can't, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking about like, I wish the offense would help the defense because I, I, I don't remember the last time I said that, Tyler. Usually, it's it's for the last three years, it's been the other way around. It's like defense. I'm like begging for the you. Past thirty years, maybe. <laughs> just, just one stop. I'm, I'm, I'm pleading with you. But now, a win's a win. And, you know, we talked about this. You know, we, as we kind of watching the game unfold, it was like, I felt like we don't deserve this win. Like, I feel like it's like, I don't know. Both teams are like, do you want to win? Nah, I don't know, man. You want to win? Like, I don't – who yeah. – are you sure? I mean, it was like, just somebody, like, end this thing here. Good grief. Obviously, I wanted the Raiders to win. But it was just all the, the – the, it was just sad kind of how, how we got it. 
But on a week, yes. on a week where like I was telling you guys after the game, I mean, you had the Chargers beat the Chiefs. You had yep. the Ravens shouldn't have beat the Lions, except no. they have. Uh, they've got a. They've got Justin Zeus. Tucker who yeah. hits a sixty-six yard field goal. Yeah, Holy Moses! They've got like Zeus as their kicker, and I don't know that that will. Can we talk about that for just a second? Yeah. I'm not sure that that record will ever be broken. That's gonna be tough. I believe because... the record before was sixty-three or sixty-two. Yeah, and they kicked that in Denver, and right. Tucker just hit one in. The, in Detroit in a dome at 66 yards. And even that then he crazy. needed the crossbar to help him, you know, because right. it, it doinks off the bottom bar. And just happened to bounce, bounce the in right way. instead of out. Yeah. I mean, it could have very easily, you know, with the, with the slightest rotation of the ball, bounce the opposite way. Uh, yep. So, so got lucky with the, uh, got lucky with the roll, really. And, yep. and nails a 66 yard. I don't, you're going to, you know, somebody's going to be able to beat that in Denver, maybe. You maybe. know, that would be the play. You get another Justin Tucker. I mean, if Tucker tries that kick in Denver, it's probably good from, you know, like 74, you know? Yeah, that might be true. But that would be like the only. But so, there's wind, like there's no crosswind or any wind whatsoever in a, in a dome. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the altitude. Uh, but heck of a kick, anyways. Right. Heck of a kick, but still, like you, you, in a week where the Ravens have trouble handling business against the Detroit Lions, I'm not looking down on a win against the Dolphins because it's the NFL at the end of the day. You just don't ever True. know week to week. One of these teams that we're here with, that we're harping on, Jacksonville Giants, the Jets. One of these weeks, they're gonna win. It was almost Jacksonville's turn tonight. Like. One of these weeks, they're gonna. There's gonna be an unfortunate team out there, and I hope it's not us. Um, that's gonna take an L to the Jets, and every and they're gonna be the laughing stock for a week or two. You know. Uh, so, but that's the NFL. You have professional players out here, and the Dolphins have plenty of veterans on their team, uh, starting with their quarterback. And and you know, we knew. Look, this is. And we talked about it before the game, Tyler. We talked. It was like this is this is a game that the Raiders. They'd come off a high of beating the Steelers, and then we just drop one like this. And we very nearly did, but we didn't. And now we're 3-0, and and I'm all for it, and I'm excited for it, and I'm not taking it for granted, and I'm just like, I'm soaking it in, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this team, and I'm excited because I feel like we haven't even seen the best football yet from this Raiders squad, and that's exciting because we've seen some pretty decent football up to this point. So. Right, it's that first quarter. Derek Carr's passer rating is like one of the five worst in the NFL. I was reading some stats today, wow. um, just in the first quarter. But then, you know, it's not about how you start; it's how about how you finish, allegedly. But I think um, I we'll talk about this. But I don't think you can do that in the first quarter against the Chargers. And expect to win that game. No, no, not unless the defense comes through in spades. But before we get into that, Tyler, I think we got a couple of calls we want to get to. Is that correct? Yes, we do. The uh, the burden graces us not just once, but twice Ooh. this week. He was excited before the Miami game. And then he was excited after the Miami game. So we will hear from him. And then our weekly caller, John 
calls in, asks us a few questions. Let's listen to their calls right here. Tyler, Micah, and Birch. This is James Burton calling you for the first time in quite some time. At least last year at some point was the last time I called. It's good to hear y'all's podcast back on the interwebs. And I was actually thinking before I listened to your last podcast, I was going to use your line. I believe it was, I can't remember if it was Tyler or Micah. And said you're you're not superstitious, but you are a little stitious. I, I am a little stitious, so I was almost not going to call until the Raiders were hopefully three and zero after the Dolphins game. But I thought, you know, I'm just a little stitious, so I'm not superstitious. So I'll go ahead and give them a call. So you guys, man, appreciate y'all's y'all's podcast. I liked I liked your preseason podcast that you dropped where you were just telling it like it is, man. We got to win. So, uh, 2-0. and I had been kind of a little dark thinking about this coming year just for a lot of different reasons and things that are bigger than football. And But, hey, when, when the Raiders win, it sucks me back in, man. So, you guys keep doing your thing. Enjoy listening to you, listening to you. Uh, you have great attitudes, and you, you talk about the game. So, keep it up. And we will see you after, or talk to you maybe, after the Dolphins game. Just win, baby. Tyler, Micah, and Burt. This is James Burton calling again. After the the Dolphins game today. Man, what a what a game. I had to see the highlights because I'm out here on the east coast and we didn't we didn't get the raiders game today but i was busy all day today to keeping up with how the game was going but when i saw the highlights i told my wife i said i'm glad i didn't see that game i, I may have threw up like five times i couldn't believe the the fourth downs that they let they let the dolphins get first downs and then they let them get the touchdown on fourth down and then a two-point conversion to tie the game. I just couldn't believe it. So I'm glad we won. But, man, that was shades of of the old Raiders to me, giving up those first downs on fourth down to Jacoby Brissett. Anyway, I'm glad we're 3-0. and uh, But, you know, I'm kind of a little – I'm a little bit tempered after, after uh, today's game. But, hey, we'll just keep – We'll just remember what what uh, what the old patriarch Al Davis said. Just win, baby. So there you go. Y'all have a good one, and be looking forward to your podcast and dropping. All right, brothers. See you later. Tyler, Micah, Birch. What's going on, fellas? It is I, John. Hope you are doing well. As always, three and zero beat the Dolphins. A game where we were down 14-0 for the second time this year. Able to crawl out of it, make it a game, take the lead. Again, it was dramatic. Closer than, obviously, I think many of us thought or hoped it would be. 
it looked like a trap game on paper. I will say that I was a little worried that they were a team that could they could potentially be a trap game type team when you look at us having the Chargers on Monday night this week and obviously the last two opponents we had to prepare for. So we fell behind, looked at a rhythm. <clears throat> Offense took a while to get going. Down 14-0 after Carr's pick six. So I won't give you a whole recap. I'm sure you guys are talking about it. So uh, what a game, though. Crazy game. I mean, I was worried. I was way too worried, more worried than I wanted to be. And uh, But we pulled it out with 3-0. and That's really all that matters. Uh, Big-time play by Casey Hayward. Gave up, I, guess, I think, his first credited reception allowed. And it, it's a safety. I mean, I'll take that. That was pretty phenomenal, and that really swung the momentum in the Raiders' way. Anyways, I know you guys are going to talk about that. So, great game. I wonder if you guys have uh, maybe three ups and three downs or, you know, three positives and negatives, or maybe a, a bold prediction for this next week. Um, thank you guys for doing what you do. Love your show, and uh, have a good day. Raider Nation, always great to hear from Burton, from John. Burton, we're glad to know that you're alive. We hadn't heard from Burton in a while, and I was getting a little nervous there. So thanks for calling in. It's scary in. when your first mate goes missing. Yeah, yeah. You, the ship, you know, starts to run amok a little bit when the first mate's yes, gone. Yes, it does. Um, I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm glad we got two calls. It's, you know, excited as well he should be. You know, get excited before the game, excited after. I tell you what, Tyler, there's... There's a tingling in the air around my house for this Monday night game. I mean, Ooh, this is a big it's game. It's electric. Man. It is electric. It, I mean, is it charged? Oh, it's very charged. Oh, it's charged. All right. I, I'm like, <laughs> this is prime time. The Raiders are being dealt a bunch of dirt still. Still the disrespect. And everybody, oh my goodness, they are just gobbling up the Chargers. Oh, I've, I've seen multiple articles. Oh, the, the Chargers, they're going to be at the top of this 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 uh, division. They're going to be at the top of this division when it's all said and done. Um, and look, I think the Chargers are good. I think the Chargers are going to be a team probably right there. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there are three teams, minus the Broncos, at the end of the season, out of the AFC West, that make it into the playoffs. I could see Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs all going. Because I think they're all that good. But, man, I'm just sick of it. The, the Chargers, you know, force three turnovers, steal the win against the Chiefs, and, oh, my goodness, they're the next best thing since sliced bread. And I'm just – and all while the Raiders, it's like, well, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. You just beat Lamar Jackson, you know, the Steelers, the Dolphins. I don't know. I, I'm just – I know we talked about it, but I'm tired of it. Um, John asked us about – like the three positives, three negatives. I, I think he's go. Is he going for like the uh, kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly? I'm thinking from from the. Game. I don't know. He could be. We we <laughs> we may have to bring that segment back. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, I, I'll ask you right now, Tyler. Give me a. Can you give me a good and a bad and the ugly from from Monday night or for, from Sunday? I'm already. I'm moving to Monday night. Good heavens. Uh, I would say good. Like Derek Carr has been off off the hook this year. Oh, he won indeed. AFC Offensive Player of the Month in September. Rightfully so. He leads the NFL 
in passing yards. He's been very clutch at the end of games for us. I mean, coming up with plays and passes. I did see going back and watching that game, I was a little ticked that he threw the ball away on third and nine in the when we kicked the first field goal in overtime, he had uh, Peyton Barber underneath open, but he had locked over onto the right side of the field instead of coming back to the left side. He just threw it away. Um, but other than that and a, and the pick six and a couple other plays here and there, I mean, he has been, he's been very good, Micah. Yeah. Uh, he was very good in that game. Uh, the bad I would have to say um, having to get to overtime, like yeah. having to go into overtime, that that frustrated me because um, you could just tell that our defensive line was gassed. We had no timeouts. I'm yeah. going to go with poor clock, poor timeout management in that game was bad because we could not call a timeout to get our players a blow before just rushing – and rushing and rushing and rushing and rushing, it it was rough. And then, um, and then, I would say the ugly has to be Andre James. Like oh, his yeah. snapping ability oh, is <laughs> so ugly; it's pathetic. Yeah, Car was jumping and fumbling and running for his life, like the first half. And then finally, I don't know if he went in and told him, look, I'm not six foot seven. I'm <laughs> six foot two. Bring the ball five inches down on your radar. I, I don't know. It got better, but gosh, dang it. That center position after being so solid for so long with Rodney Hudson, it is painful to watch Andre James chucking balls over Carr's head, throwing like just making him jump getting it's, like that's dropped. painful yeah yeah it, 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 that I, I like that my good would have to be I'm gonna kind of go a little bit deeper into this I, I, I my good for me is the the spreading of the wealth to the all the wide receivers and all the wide receivers starting to pick up and play a role instead of just Waller you know and then Absolutely. hoping that Renfro is sneaky enough to to you know make his man miss I mean we're really seeing I feel like the development of Ruggs and Edwards right before our eyes. And if those guys continue down that path, I mean, dude, we've got four options. We've got a tight end that's the best in the NFL. I'm going to just say it. The best in the NFL. We have a slot receiver in Renfro that, I mean, is this dude not an Edelman or an Amendola potentially with like better route running skills? I, I mean, the dude is just amazing had some incredible snags too including the one uh, did you uh, he put howard was it xavier howard on, yes. on skates oh for the touchdown and, and howard howard was the best corner in the nfl last year ladies and gentlemen he led the league with 10 interceptions howard howard was on his heels when renfro did the double he doubled a double move for the touchdown Dude, did you hear did you hear Renfro on the sideline in the sounds of the game after that? He goes, he ain't never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's so much of that 
that oh. that that we haven't like he's going to continue to unpackage as the season goes on on unsuspecting corners. It's going to be beautiful to watch. But but not didn't not just that now. Now we've got Rugs who should have had another bomb touchdown except Carr overthrew him. Um uh I forgot about that. Yeah. Play. He beat he beat double coverage. Rugs beat another double coverage. Should have had like another like 60 plus yard touchdown. I mean, it was like 50-60-yard touchdown. I mean, so he could have had two bombs two weeks in a row. But still, man, Ruggs was toe-tapping. He, I think I believe Ruggs had a, he had a jump ball against Xavier Howard and won yes, it. Yes, he did. Beautiful catch. Uh, Brian Edwards, dude, with the over-the-shoulder catch in overtime. He had a couple of catches across the middle. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful sight to behold. To not just see Wall, it's just Waller eating and eating and eating and understanding like, okay, this isn't sustainable. Like as some, as soon as right. somebody figures that this 19, out, like the first game, nineteen targets, right? That's not you're not going to get over two hundred targets a year. Like, right. That's just your body can't handle that. You can't handle that, and like the offense can't handle that. You're going to have to find other avenues, and so to see this rate, those other avenues in Rugs and Edwards, like start to step up. And and demand defenses cover them. Otherwise, you know, Ruggs is going to torture. Edwards is going to have easy catches over the middle. Like that to me, that was my good because that's the second week in a row now that we've seen that. And I'm like, this is a complete offense. If we can get this offensive line shorn up or starting to gel, then look out. Like I love this Raider unit as a whole. The bad, the bad for me, probably was. Huh. I'm gonna, man. You, I, I'm trying not to pick some of the things you've picked. The bad for me was probably uh, the 14 to nothing hole we put ourselves in. Again, it's the yeah. shooting ourselves in the foot. That it's like, come on, like we should hand like if we had done handled business, like I said earlier, like th- this would have been like a, kind of almost like a walk in the park against the Dolphins. But we continue to just kind of make these dumb mistakes, almost like mental errors, it seems like. And just brief lapses in judgment that, that turn into pick sixes. Or and, and it's early enough in the season that stuff could get cleaned up. It's not, and it's not like, I feel like forced errors, in, like I said, in the sense of where, wow, Carr threw into triple coverage once again, and it was a pick six. Like, who would have thunk that? You know, kind of, it's like, no, it, it was honest mistake. Something that he and Moreau can go back during the week and get hashed out. The right. ugly for me has to be the bloody offensive line when it comes to running the ball, Tyler. Wipe Amen. out the uh, wipe out overtime when the Dolphins defense was gassed. Okay, wipe that out. Otherwise, what in the heaven's name is with our run game, dude? And it starts with James in the middle just getting steamrolled, man. That dude got <laughs> steamrolled on multiple occasions. It's just like if the interior of the line is breaking down immediately, like, yeah, you're not going to be able to open up any holes. Like, man, that's got to get fixed. Or else Josh Jacobs, like, I don't care who you have there back there running. You can have Derrick Henry back there running. If the, if there's not a decent, at least a decent push by the offensive line on run plays, like, Derrick Henry ain't going anywhere. Josh Jacobs ain't going anywhere. And Barber and Drake certainly aren't going anywhere. Right. So a prime a prime uh Barry Sanders probably doesn't get very far right. on that. 
So, like, that was my ugly. Fortunately, again, it's early in the season. We've had a couple pieces go down. So there's, you know, it's a 17-week season. We're, I mean, we're, we've just begun. So you'd hope that this unit, Leatherwood, they've shown the stats for Leatherwood. He's improved week over week. So that's encouraging. Um, so it's, and we're winning despite it. So you know what? If this, it, it, that was my ugly though, for good and the bad and the ugly. Again, I will reiterate though, if, this, if they can start putting this together, if Tom Cable can get this team, this unit put together as the season goes on, man, this offense is going to be, they're going to be able to do what they want, I feel like. So at least within the division, I'm looking at the defenses within our division, you know, looking forward to this week, Tyler. I mean, the Jets defense isn't anything, or not, I mean, the, the Chargers defense isn't anything insane. In fact, I think that aren't they worst in the league in run defense right now? They are. Yes, they are the worst run defense. <laughs> Which, oh, dang, I had a brain fart bad right there. They are the worst run defense in the league right now. Which, dude, I would get excited about that, but because our offensive line hasn't been that great in running, like... I think we're 19th in running. Okay, so, uh, uh, like, if we were better, I'd be more excited about that mismatch. It's just like, I feel like it plays more to the strength, though, of the Chargers that our run game just has not been that good. Now, excuse me, Josh Jacobs looks to make a potential return this week. If we can get him back, that would definitely help because I'm kind of tired of watching Drake dance around the, 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 the line. He doesn't really hit the hole very hard. And Barber, I, I don't know, doesn't feel like he has very good vision. I watched a few runs and it was just like, man, like wait a brief second for your blocker to move in here and, and you know, you're in business. But instead, he just kind of like, I don't know. I just wasn't really impressed, I'll be honest with the, you. The problem, like, is I rewatched that, though, is not necessarily him. Like, it, it's hard to see anything when there's five white jerseys right in your face at the line <laughs> of scrimmage. True. That's true. That's t- that is tough. Um, and I, I he had a couple good runs, like you said, but... Yeah, the offensive line just needs to get better. Like, that's why we dismantled it, right? Is because right. we couldn't run the ball last year. Well, now we're not we're not running the ball very well. Uh Alex Leatherwood is like ranked seventy one out of seventy three offensive tackles this year. <laughs> Colton Miller's at like twenty four. So it's not like those uh, it's not like Leatherwood came in and is like, oh, yeah, he's way better. Um, I think he will get better. He yes. has the potential to yes. get better, and I, I think Tom Cable is going to get the best out of him, but he's he's still a rookie. I think next year and the year after, after a couple years of strengthening and eating like an NFL player should, there's a big jump between the NFL and or the NCAA and, and the NFL. Right. My point is, it's hard to run anything when, like you said, the the center's getting steamrolled, <laughs> the line is folding backwards and not going forward. That is tough. That's tough to go anywhere if you're if you're be like in front of a steamroller. You, you can't really go anywhere. You're gonna you're <laughs> stuck right yeah. there in front of the steamroller. Yeah. So I guess you know, Tyler. This is a good segue into. Um, who would you, for you this past week, and we'll, we'll kind of put the game to bed and look forward to the Chargers. But who are you giving a game ball to? And I want to know what was your play of the game. 
Tyler's head coach, who's game ball going? <clears throat> so you're not gonna like this. I already know. Uh oh. But in the words of the Macho Man Randy Savage, you may not like it, but you have to accept it. <laughs> My game ball went to Peyton Barber, and and I okay. will tell you why. Peyton Barber had 23 rushes for 111 yards, a touchdown. He almost did lose a fumble. I realize that, but he averaged 4.8 yards a carry. He also had three catches for 31 yards and some more of what stuck out to me was his ability to pick up blitzes. His pass protection Ah. was phenomenal against the dolphins. There were the play to or to Edwards in overtime was one of those. He picked up a blitzer from Carr's blind side. He came from Carr's right to the left side of the line, picked up that blitzer, and just like stoned him just enough so that Carr could get that beautiful pass into Edwards yeah. for 34 yards. Um, and so, and to come in and really not be in training camp with the Raiders, he picked up picked him up in like week one after Jacobs got hurt. That those or maybe the week before. Anyways, he hasn't been with the team very long. And to go in, he had some important runs. He picked up one first down running right up the middle, and then that run in overtime to just set up the field goal. Pretty I think they got a few more yards from a couple more runs that he had. But to just he kind of iced the game. And I appreciated the fact that he would pick up pass pro. Unlike Kenyon Drake would. I really thought Drake would be the go-to guy right now, but Barber has picked up the passing and all of those schemes much better, I guess. He's just a better blocker, but I appreciated that. My game ball went to Peyton Barber. I like that. You know, and that's you know, that's the in-depth analysis you get here at the Behind the Eye Patch podcast because, you know, Tyler, I didn't really watch for that. But, you know, now that you mention that, I mean, yeah, Carr always had just enough time to be able to get... I mean, I feel like in past pro, the Raiders have done pretty decently. I mean, you have to with the kind of numbers Carr has, you know? Right. I mean, leading the league in passing yards. Um, I mean, you have to have some decent protection to be able to do that. And Par- Barber obviously has to be a part of that. Otherwise, um, you know, we're just not we aren't where we are right now. My game ball, <clears throat> kind of on the similar line. I'm going to go to the backfield, Tyler, but I'm going to go to Alec Ingold. And here's Ooh, why. I like it. The Alec Ingold some love. Put, picks up the fumble at the one-yard line, which could have been devastating after a beautiful, you know, after a fantastic drive. And then on the very next play, catches the touchdown pass. So for me, game ball goes to Alec Ingold because there's a seven-point swing right there. At that point, then it goes, it's 12 to 14 on our march to rattle off 25 straight points. It very well could have stalled right there. You know, it could have been, you know, 14 to 5. Dolphins could have gone down, got more points. Raiders could have started to stall from there. But instead, Alec Ingold saves the drive at the one-yard line. Next play, catches a beautiful pass and a really tight coverage. Once again, beautiful throw by Carr, but in a really tight window. Shows soft hands for a fullback and catches the touchdown. So that was happened in the second quarter. So I would just, that's who my game goal would go to as far as in the sense of uh, um, kind of just, Helping the Raiders keep the momentum going. I mean, dude, when I was looking at this, I'm sure you did too. I mean, it's like 
you could have handed out about half a dozen game balls. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it was very difficult to come up with just, like, one game ball. Right. I mean, you could have had... You could have had Ruggs coming up big with like however many catches he had. The one in overtime on the sideline where he just oh, barely word. got his feet in. He had a couple of those. They were just fantastic. The guy that How about how about Casey Hayward to kick it off? To start a little offense on defense. Yeah. You know, I mean yeah, just absolutely his... stoning, stoning Waddle in the in yep. the end zone, driving him back, two yard loss for the safety to get to play a little offense on defense, you know? Yeah. I mean... His, that was his first reception allowed all year. Yeah, and it went was for a safety. safety. I mean... Pretty good. Th- that's not bad. That's not bad at all in my book. Um, and that that's a good segue because that was Birch, rest his soul. He's not with us this evening. <laughs> uh, that was his player of the game was Casey Hayward. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Casey Hayward, I like that pick. Um, For me, Tyler, play of the game... Has to be in in overtime. The beautiful car, really off his back foot, the throw, and then and then Edwards the catch over the shoulder. You know, in double coverage. Now he had beat the double coverage, uh, which speaks you know volumes to Edwards. But that catch, that throw, um, which then ended up you know you know setting us up. We were able to drive down. You know, Barber was able to finish that that drive off. Uh, I think that was on a second and 15, too, if I'm not it mistaken. Was. So, I mean, you're on shaky ground there. If that falls incomplete, you're third and 15. And the way the Raiders had been playing, you would think they would have probably played it kind of conservatively there um, and been content to try to pin him down deep. So that pitch and catch right there, man, that was my play of the game, which ended up going down and ultimately winning with that drive. Yes, that was... Uh... <laughs> That's what happens when you go first. You can you you can just go with whatever you want to. That was actually my play of the game as well. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so there was there was a 243 left in overtime, a 34-yard catch is what it was. Uh, Let me just add this little tidbit and then I will think of a different good play. Um the Brian Edwards right now has the highest graded contested target grade in the NFL. Goodness. 93.1. We've always said Carr needs that big-bodied receiver who can yeah. go up and get the ball. I think three games into this year, he has come up big in every single game at one point or the other. And just fantastic. Big-bodied wide receiver, great yeah. hands, great body control. Um, we mentioned, I think another good play, at least I wish it would have led to the win, but was that fourth and one stop in the fourth quarter? I mean, just stonewalled Brissett. He didn't move an inch. They stopped the running back on, on, uh, third and one. And then they tried to sneak it with Brissett on fourth and one, and the defense came up huge. Hankins yeah. was in there. Uh, Jefferson's in there. Just just a big stop that I thought, okay, now offense, go in and punch him in the gut, and let's end this sucker. But alas and lad, that did not happen. Um, another big play, I thought, was when the Dolphins were driving in overtime when – just before they kicked the field goal, the play before they kicked the field goal, uh, Crosby 
and one I I can't remember who else, but they sniffed out like a tight end. Ah, uh, yeah, the little shovel pass. Like little shovel pass. Yes, thank you. And that was huge. At that was third and three, yeah. and there was nobody in that hole. And Crosby just read it perfectly, grabbed Gesicki by the ankles, dragged him down, and they had to kick a field goal. So that's also another play that I can think of off the top of my head. For uh, you know, Birch wanted to chime in here on this one. He said the play where Mullen broke up the deep pass to Parker in overtime. That was his play of the game. Uh, we had a couple of those. I think uh, uh, I think Abram also had a break. Abram had one. Yeah, in the, in the end zone as well. Uh, that that Dolphin fans were 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 crying and moaning for a pi call on there, and it was so bang bang. I thought it was really good that they let it play on. I don't. I mean, that that have been tough to throw a flag on because I mean. You know, you could freeze frame anything, and just about any pass is going to look like a pass interference. Uh, but I thought Abram timed it perfectly, did did right, and 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 broke that up. That would have been a game winner. Um, yep. So I mean, yeah, the defense. When you start to like break that down, you know, even like that third three stop that you just mentioned, the defense is making the plays this year. They're making the plays they need to make and very timely. Um, and that's really encouraging because we haven't seen that in a long, long time. And I think that's what happens. Well, I think it happens when you have a different defensive coordinator, but you also have some veterans in there as well. Just some just some football savvy players that have been around the league and that know what to look for and are put in positions to win, sprinkled in with some talented young people. And I think this is what you get. You get 3-0 and right here, Tyler. So, which... Yep. Well, bring us to, we touched on this a little bit earlier, Tyler. I want to know, there's, we've got a lot of winners, a lot, a lot of losers. It's early in the season. A lot of stuff can turn around. I want an overrated team that's currently, you know, has a winning record. We'll stick with that. A minimum two and one that you think they are, they're pretenders. And then give me a contender that's maybe has a, that has a losing record that's better than their one and two, or dare I say even 0 and three start. I looked at the 0-3 teams, and I think all 0-3 teams are bad. (laughs) There's not really any. They're all contending for the number one overall pick. That's where they're going to end up. I don't see any of them coming back. The team that I do see coming back resides within our own division, and maybe this is like easy pickings, uh, the the low-hanging apple, uh, if you will, but the Chiefs are not going away quietly. I realize they are one and two right now, but they are not they are not a bad team. Once their defense right. can finally figure it out, I think they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with, even though they are one and two right now. Um the team that I think has a good record that really is garbage is gotta there there are two of them. Um once again, kind of low-hanging fruit that we've beaten like a dead horse is is the Broncos. I'm not super impressed with any of their wins. Their defense is good. Teddy Bridgewater is serviceable. I don't think they are going to, like, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater can go and win you games. They He's just not going to go out there and be a dominant quarterback that, you're like, all right, Teddy, take us to the promised land. Right. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and so, and the other team, I'll leave for for you or 
or Birch to yeah. maybe you'll say the same thing. I don't want to steal your thunder. You know, I for me, um, it's kind of tough, but the one that I thought the the the, the pretender. For me, right now, and like you said, I mean, the Broncos are so. For me, I would have said that too, right? I mean, it's, I, I. Feel That's like what Birch said as well. Yeah. was the Broncos because he hates them. Yeah, very well, good reasoning. I that's, think that's that's excellent reasoning on a Raider podcast. I mean, and I would I would agree with that statement hundred percent. I'll go outside the box though, and I'll say a pretender right now are the New Orleans Saints right now. Okay, um, I'm not a, a Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback. I just. Man, I just don't have enough faith in that. I mean, Jameis Winston's been in the league long enough to be like, I feel like we all understand he's a really good backup. And that's my opinion. I'm going to stand by that. I, I just haven't, I haven't ever seen Jameis. He's, he's a. Did Jameis Winston burn you in fantasy football once? He did. He did. When I decided <laughs> to start him over Carr week two against the Steelers vaunted defense, I thought. Um, but like. I, you know, and that's that's where it is. You know, they're they're a classic like Fitzpatrick type type. Um, he's a classic Fitzpatrick. You know, one week he'll throw four touchdowns and four hundred yards. The next week he throws for one hundred and thirty-two yards and two interceptions. And you're like, what in the heaven's name is up? He's a Jekyll and Hyde, and and that's going to catch up with the Saints. The Saints need a quarterback. They need a true. I don't think this Winston and Hill combo is gonna. I don't think this gets them 10, 11, 12 wins this year. I think as teams catch on to this. Call the Packer game the week one fluky. Um, they beat up on, who else they beat up on? Uh, they beat up on the Patriots. I'm not really impressed with that. Um, and they lost to the Panthers. I mean, it's really. So um, I'm going to say the Saints overrated or pretenders. And then contenders still are the Vikings, man. I, the Vikings offense is good. Um, they're one and two right now. Um, I just, I'm not, there are too many good pieces on that Vikings team that I'm just like, I'm not convinced that this team is that bad yet. Um, it was kind of almost, it was kind of hard to find a, a, a contender amongst the losers in my opinion. But if I it were to was. put, if I were to put money on somebody, I would say if there's a team that could bounce back, if you can call being down one to two, a bounce back really this early in the season, I would go with the Vikings. What did Birch have? For his bounce back, was it? I think uh, it was the sea, the sea chickens, the sea chickens, indeed. Yes. So <clears throat> I like that, man. We got to bring that back more. We got to bring it back again. And you know, Birch isn't here. Uh, well, we had the pick'em last week, Tyler. Uh, which ah, I'm sure yes. You are well aware of. Um, with you and Birch both going three and one, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. And then Booty Cheeks Micah going one and three. Um, oh my yes you yes. got the Raiders game you lost the Chiefs lost I the, lost the Chiefs as well lost the 49ers ah uh, and then oh wait hold up hold up no 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 I, I got the I Cowboys think I won last week yeah let me let me sorry because I had kidding. I had picked the Raiders I picked the Packers I picked the Chiefs but they lost to the Chargers yeah, and then I, I can't remember what other game we picked. Uh, you picked the Cowboys over the Eagles. Oh, Cowboys over so the Eagles, yeah. So you are sitting at 3-1. and one. Birch picked the Chargers and the Raiders, um, and also the Cowboys. So he's sitting at 3-1 and uh, one as well. No, I did pick the Cowboys and the Raiders, so I'm sorry. I am 2-2, two and two, so two I'm and nip, nipping at the heels, but take the early L, um, does Team Micah. 
Um, so we'll have to get into some uh, uh, get into some more game picks this week. Uh, in fact, actually, let's just do it right now. Why not? Are you, are you ready, Tyler? Are you ready for this? Oh yeah. Okay, let's do it right here. Um, obviously, I hope you have some games in mind. Uh, oh. The Patriots and the Buccaneers play this week, which should be kind of interesting. A clash of the the two former, like multiple. Super Bowl winning Patriots weighs the Bilicek and the Brady. That I I'm interested to see that game, but I also like. Don't you kind of get? I the don't feeling think it's going like, to be close. I was going to say, don't you kind of get the feeling somebody at, at some point is going to be like, is there a mercy rule in the NFL? Like, you know, it, when it's thirty eight to three, do you just and and we haven't hit the fourth quarter yet? Do you just stop? Like or right. do you let the game continue to play out? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In high school, we have like once the once the team gets up by fifty points, you yeah. you stop the game. You you kind of have that feeling that perhaps Brady <laughs> will go in there and just be like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm burn this mother the whole down." Entire game, Byron Leftwich, you shut your mouth on the sidelines. I know what to do. I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna call the entire game. We're gonna we're we're gonna put up what do they call that? A fifty burger, a yeah. uh, a I, fifty nugget, something like that. Oh my goodness! Um, all right, so first game of this week. Uh, I almost feel like we should pick that game, but I feel like it's too easy. Um, I'm gonna go Cardinals and Rams for the first game this oh, week. Oh man, that's a clash of two unbeaten's, isn't it? Uh, indeed, it is. Both three and zero. Somebody will not be unbeatable, beatable, beatable, uh by the end of that game, unless they tie. That would be a classic, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> the 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 Cardinals like to tie a game about every year. It seems like. Yeah, they do. Who you, you know got? what, Micah? I'm gonna go with the Rams on this one. The Rams just whooped up on the butts. Which yeah. is why I, I should probably pick the Cardinals, but my brain says this Rams team may be legit with Stafford, which is crazy to me because I didn't think that Stafford was going to make that big of a difference in this Rams team. But I'm going to go with the Rams to get the win over the Cardinals. I like that. I'm going to go with you as well. I like Rams at home. Um, the Cardinals kind of struggled to win their game last week. I have to look at who it was again. But I think they struggled a little bit. Let me see here. Um, who who did they play here? Uh, oh, Jacksonville. Yes, thirty-one to nineteen, and they didn't pull away till late in that game. It was like last five minutes they put up like ten points or something like. I think now, do they play in Arizona this week? No, they do. They play in L.A. They play in L.A. So, um, so how do they change the how do they change the field? Because oh, because we play Monday. That's yeah, how. we play Monday. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, I was confused. I was like, how the heck do they change the field that fast? <laughs> um, oh man. All kinds of good games here. Sorry, I'm trying to... I'm going to X-nay this one out. I was going to do Ravens and Broncos, but I kind of feel like we've already hashed out. We'd all go pick the Ravens. So I'm going to go... Which team gets on track this week, then? We're going to go kind of a little uh, loser-on-loser crime here. Colts and Dolphins. Another uh, divisional game there. Both one and two. Both looking to try to not get back on track. Not a divisional game. I'm sorry, not a... Um, uh, 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 AFC. AFC game. Yeah, yeah. It's late, man. It's like 12.30 my time here at night. Yeah. Who do you um, like in that game, Tyler? Colts or Dolphins? It's in Miami. Ooh. Man, that's that's a tough game. That's a tough one. Because Wentz is like, 
walking on two bad ankles. He's like one trip away from fracturing his neck, probably. <laughs> um, man, dang, that is a that's a tough. Game. And you know, I, I I misspoke. The Colts are actually zero and three. I thought they were both one and two. The Colts are zero and three. Colts haven't won a game yet. Who have the Colts played? I'll tell you right here. Let's, uh, let's they've see. lost to the Seahawks, to the Rams, and to the Titans. Man, they've taken some tough losses. Almost beat the Rams. Yeah. Um, Close game against the Titans last week. Even a close game week one against Seattle. You know, I lost by 12, but, I mean, it wasn't a blowout. You know, for my money, I'm going to say the the Dolphins get on track at home. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was going to say the Dolphins. I think Jacoby Brissett against his former team perhaps makes them feel a little bit sad that they moved on from him and sat him behind Philip Crimea Rivers. Uh, There you go. That's fair. Um, Panthers, Cowboys. You got the undefeated Panthers. Why do we always have to pick the Cowboys games? You have it's because I feel Dallas. like the I feel like the Cowboys are going to win that one. I feel like the Panthers are. That was one of the teams I was going to mention as a pretender. Ah. I they lost. They lost um, Christian McCaffrey, and so that is a big blow to their offense. Oh, that is even a though. Big blow. Even though Darnold has looked much better in in the Panther uniform than he did in the Jets uniform, I think the uh, the Panthers come back down to earth more because of personnel stuff than anything else. Like losing half of your offense is a is a big deal. Yeah, I think this is game is going to be. So you're going to go with you're going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Unfortunately, again. You know, I think it's going to be a much closer game just because. The Panthers' defense is good, and I think they'll be able to slow down the Cowboys' rushing attack, which really helps Dak Prescott out a lot. Um, but I think at the end of the day, not having Christian McCaffrey, man, that's going to be tough to overcome. I don't, I don't see the Panthers' offense being able to generate enough offense without McCaffrey. So I think, I think this is going to be some sort of like thirteen to twenty-three type game. I'll also take the Cowboys in that one as well. Um, we'll get Birch's picks, or maybe since he's not here, he just forfeits and goes 0-4 this week. Maybe that's the punishment. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't know. We probably wouldn't be able to get him back on the podcast if we did that. Which brings uh, It us- might go against his contract. I don't know. I'll have to look at the fine print. Yeah, make sure that we're not, yeah, before we get into trouble. Um, which brings us to this week's game, Tyler. Raiders Ooh. versus Chargers, Monday night, national TV. Um... At our second home. Second home, 75%, you know, 75% Raider Nation is is the is the what we're looking at for numbers uh there. Uh at the beach house. At that time I'm at just starting calling it at the beach house. Uh dude, who do you like? Give me a score and maybe a bold prediction as well while you're at it. Let's just go three for three here. Let's triple oh, up on it. Oh man. Oh I watched I watched the Chargers play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I watched that condensed game. And I think, I mean, the, the, correct me if I'm wrong, the first Chiefs drive ended in a fumble. Yes. Is that right? Or an interception. It was an interception, yeah. Interception. The next one was a fumble, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 
And the next one, I think Mahomes threw another interception, and then there was a punt. And they almost came back and beat the Chargers. Yeah. I think for the first time all year, the Raiders are going to come out, and they're going to be like, we're sharp, we're crisp in the first quarter and the first half. They continue to make changes at halftime and I think they win this game it's gonna be like 31 to 27 Ooh, Tyler with the Raiders pick dude that was the big thing like I mean that talk about shooting yourself in the foot the Chiefs yeah I mean just over and over and over again I mean it was it was bad like Marshawn Lynch that's right um you know you take away even half of those mistakes I don't know if the Chargers win that game. I think we're sitting here going, ah, man, Chargers were close. Like, in all honesty, too, you want to talk about, like, where where teams are at with stuff. I mean, the Browns were a play away from being— The Chiefs could be sitting here 0-3. How crazy would that be? Like, we could seriously be sitting here talking about the Chiefs haven't won a game yet. So, um, with that being said, last week, I thought we were going to be able to come out— and just blow the lid off of the Dolphins. I thought we were going to blow the doors off of them. I think I had us had us winning 31-17, something like that. I think it's 30-20, 30-20. Um, I think we finally come out and we do that this week. I, I was off by a week. I'm going to double down on it. And I'm going to say the Raiders come out and we leave no doubt there's no, you can't say the Chargers are missing pieces. You can't say, oh, but they don't have this, but they don't have that. I'm sure haters will make an excuse for something. But this is a team everybody's all hot on. Oh, the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers made this. Look, it's so good. This team's a contender. They're going to be atop the AFC West. I picked them in my preseason polls. Blah, blah, blah. And I think the Raiders come out and they say, not so fast, my friend. And oh. I, like, I, I like the Raiders in this game. And I like them. Dude, I like our defense against Herbert. And I like the way our corners have been playing. I, I think we're going to match up on, on Allen and Williams. I'm going to go something to the tune of... I'm going to go... Dude, I think the offense hums. I'm going to go like 31. No, I'm going to go 34 to 16. 34-16, the Raiders, prime time, absolutely get the spanking, and every, then everybody's going to be like, holy cow, I think the Raiders are pretty good this year. And we're going to be sitting be here. real. Yeah, and we're going to be sitting here going, do you realize we have the, the Bears, the Giants, the Broncos next, the Eagles, and we're going to be sitting here trying not to get really excited going, uh, this team, this team, my man, has a real chance at doing yes, something do. incredible this year. So, and I, I'm trying not to be a homer. Like I, I, I really do think they can beat the Chargers. I really do. Look, anybody who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows that. Look, we don't pick the Raiders week in, week out. I mean, for heaven's sakes, man, I picked against them against. We both picked against them against the Steelers and the Ravens. Like, yep. we're critical of this team. We This isn't a homer podcast. But after the way we've played the last three weeks, and I'm going, we're winning and not even playing our best football. 
I just have a feeling the Raiders are going to put it all together Monday night for a complete game, and it's going to look like a well-oiled machine against a division rival that you yep. know everybody's getting juiced for. And you know what? We've got that uh, we got that advantage, man. We we brought the old uh, defensive coordinator over from the Chargers. So what is yes, that? Yes, we do. Competitive advantage or whatever they, whatever they call that yeah. there? Yeah, Dennis Allen, the competitive advantage. Well that, done, Micah. That's right. That's right. So you got to think – he knows a thing or two about Herbert and the Chargers and what they're up to over there. And so I think that all comes together in a butt-whooping Monday night. That's fantastic. Birch also goes Raiders 35, Chargers 28. And while I've got it, his bold prediction is that on offense, Edwards goes for over 100 yards with two touchdowns. Oh, wow. Hey, wait yeah. a second. That was mine last week. Oh, boy. Pilfer. You can hash it out with him. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to him about that. And then uh, on defense, he's saying that Casey Hayward has a pick six against his former team. Oh, maybe maybe blanket coverage over Keenan Allen, maybe breaks on an out route. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would like that. Oh, man, now you're cooking. That makes my heart tingle. Doesn't it, though? Just kind of just... Yeah. Ooh. It feels like Christmas morning, it just does. thinking about that. Just like an adult Christmas morning. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. You know, on defense, uh, I like, you know, the, the the Chiefs weren't able to get Herbert on the ground, only amassing one sack last week. I think our coverage is much better. I think our defense is much better than the Chiefs overall, but I think our coverage is much better than Chiefs. I think we pick up four sacks. That's going to be my – is that bold enough, four sacks? I'm gonna Dude, say that's bold on Herbert. He's pretty mobile. I know, and that's the thing. But you know what? We've we've dealt with a mobile quarterback. In fact, an even more mobile quarterback in the past. I think we're able to do it again, just because our coverage is better. I'm gonna say four sacks on defense this week, and I think Josh Jacobs actually makes an appearance this week. Rumbles for three touchdowns. Three touchdowns oh for Josh Jacobs. That also is also helping Micah's fantasy team. So hey, there we go. You can't <laughs> fault you for that bold one. Um, I guess that leaves me, right? Yes, sir. I almost got my bold prediction last week. Merrig almost had a pick in the end zone. Yeah, you did. Um, what do I, what do I, I didn't even think we were going to do bold predictions. So I feel, I feel like. What does your heart tell you, Tyler? I think. I'm I'm going I'm going full blown car here. I think Carr goes over 400 yards passing. Oh, oh my, oh my. Carr goes for 403 touchdowns. Oh my heavens, man! The Mad Bomber at it again. Good yes, grief! Yes, Daryl Lamonica makes a makes his presence felt in Las Vegas <laughs> or not Las Vegas, Los Angeles. Is that too bold? I mean, is that... I mean, the dude's been tickling tickled, it the past three weeks. Why he's not? He's tickled 400 at like 386. He's tickled at 382. Yeah. I, I'm, but, I mean, the Chargers do have a good defense. They but do. if let's Let's do it. Car goes for... Let's go 402 and two, two passing touchdowns. All right. I like that. I like that. Just picking them apart. And, you know, I feel like, uh, uh, you know, when the Chargers did go up against some better wide receivers in Dallas, they lost. You know, Dallas ended up winning that game 20-17. to 17. So, 
Um, and even, I mean, even Patrick Mahomes, I think he threw, threw for like three touchdowns, 260 plus yards, something like that. So, I mean, <clears throat> there are there are yards to be had. And then obviously the run game is just, a run defense is atrocious for the Chargers. Right. So I'd be more excited about it if I felt like our offensive line was better. But this is the kind of game, though, that can help your offensive line put it together, you know? Maybe. So, yeah, that's, that's very, very well said. Uh, Defense-wise, um, Yannick Ngakwe is going to come out of this with two sacks, two and a half sacks. Ooh, finally gets up and rumbling and rolling. I like and it. he's been very, he's been very close. Yeah. Uh, the past, like, he's helped a ton from a pass rushing standpoint, but it's been mostly Crosby who has gotten home to the quarterback. I think that changes this week uh, as Ngakwe goes up against, uh, did you know, um, is it Slater? Is that who the, who the chargers have at left tackle? I think so. Yeah. He has not given up a sack since 2018. Holy cow. And that's going back to college, obviously. But uh, I, I think Yannick gets himself a couple. He get he gets wow. two and a half sacks this game, and he may get them from not the same side as as uh, where Slater's playing. But he is going. He's going to get two and a half sacks. Wow, that is bold because uh, yeah, number one Herbert slippery. Number two, I mean, you got a guy like Slater. I mean. Three years running now, you know, you're going on three years now. I mean, that's impressive. That's an impressive stat. The one thing that does worry me a little bit for this game, obviously, um, with Leatherwood in there, guys like Bosa, you know, going up against guys like uh, um, Bosa. Uh, who else do they have out there? Do they still have? I guess they don't have uh, what's his name anymore, do they? Their other defensive end that used to wreck and havoc. Ingram's there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. 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 So. I do worry about Bosa a little bit because he's a you know he's a disruptor on the edge and and I do you know that might be but you know man every time we've said that though even against Steelers and stuff man Carr Carr has such a command of the offense that he sees what's going on and his pre-snap adjustments are just incredible I mean he knows he sees what's going on he'll pull a tight end to block we've got gobs of tight ends that can run catch pass whatever kick punt fumble, whatever you want, um, uh, minus the fumbling, I should say. Uh, it's it, That is cool to see him step up. He'll read the defense. Carr's very good at, at the pre-snap reading, I feel like, and then picking the play that he wants. And and so if you can get that under control, especially helping a guy like Leatherwood, um, man, give Carr time. I don't care what defense, just about any defense out there, he seems to be able to pick them apart. And, and if we can get the heavy, if we can get the run game going and, and at least even produce 75 plus yards on the ground, keep the defense honest. I don't see any reason why if we can play a clean game, you know, if we can, you know, avoid doing like what the chiefs did, turn the ball over three, four times. Uh, I do think that's going to be a big thing that the Raiders are going to have to really, they cannot afford to shoot themselves in the foot over and over again. Not against the Chargers. You can get away with that against the Dolphins, even the Steelers, uh, ha- you know, not having a, a bunch of defensive pieces in there. And, and Ben Roethlisberger looking like he's 87 out there, getting, getting right. drugged down by turf monsters. 
Um, yes. But but not against Herbert and the Chargers. It's going to not you can't play a mistake free game ever, but you're going to have to really limit it. And when you have opportunities to score, you can't overthrow rugs. You know, you can't right. overthrow wide open Darren Waller. You you know, we're going to have to capitalize because I think like I'd like to see I, I, I think it's going to be a blowout, but we haven't had a blowout in a long time. And so right. this game, it's not going to shock me if this comes down to a final possession, kind of like how it has two out of the three games for the Raiders. So yeah, I was just looking at some of the names on on the uh, the roster on the defensive side of the ball uh, at safeties. You've got Derwin James, um, and you've got Nasir Adderley, yeah, who we liked out of Delaware a couple years ago, Derwin James out of Florida state. Um, and then at the defensive back slash cornerback, they do have, um, Asante Samuel jr. Who's been very good this year as a rookie. Yeah. I think, yeah, he's out of Florida state. They've got Chris Harris jr. Um, and then there was one other corner that I, maybe that was it. Uh, Davis plays a lot. Michael Davis, uh, he's a corner. He's like six foot two. Oh, he's from BYU. I didn't realize that. Anyways, um, but they've got Chris Harris Jr. They've got Asante Samuel. Uh, they've got Nasir Adderley, and they have, um, oh gosh, dang, Derwin James. Um, yeah. So their their defensive backs are stout. I feel like they're yeah. that's a pretty good group of of defensive backs seems like we've got our own our own couple of really good corners though in well three really Nate Hobbs uh I think he's the top rated corner from the whole entire draft over the first three weeks which is incredible considering you've got Asante Samuel Jr. and um who's the other um I know who you're talking about I just can't think of his name but anyway, so Nate Hobbs, and then we've got Mullen, and we've got we've got Casey Hayward, who has been yeah. just fantastic. Both of those guys, phenomenal. Um, yeah. So yeah, and and Abram uh, has been much better this year too. Yeah. Uh, and I'm liking Merrig in the backfield there as well. So I, it, it's uh, it's very nice to have a, a few of those pieces come together finally. So, but yes, I. I think we beat the Chargers. I think we can do it if if we play a clean game, and that's what it's going to take. I don't think you get down to the Chargers fourteen nothing and expect to come back on them from no. just from what I've seen. So yeah. we got to come out, play a clean game, jump on them early, and then keep that foot on the pedal, Gruden. Don't go conservative just keep going for points yeah you know if we come out we put you know if we're able to put up a you know a 10 or a 14 point lead you know early on like pile on you know let's not not now let's settle down and start running no 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 if, if we're if, if we've got a good mixture going or if cars dicing them up keep it going you know let's let's you know this is a division rival too like let's let's pour it on here i mean you know, not to the point where people are getting hurt or anything like that, but as far as, you know, overuse, but my goodness, like, let's go out. If, if we got the opportunity to bury these fools early, you know, like, like halfway through the second quarter or by halftime, you know, where it's like, man, we've got them on the ropes, you know, it's 21 to three or 21 to six or something like that. Like 
we could put up one more touchdown here. This game's pretty much just about out of reach. Let, let's go do it. Let, let's go step on the throats. I'd love to see the Raiders go do that and just be like sitting here going, man, you know, we got a whole quarter to play left and we're up by, you know, 24. Isn't that awesome? Or 21 or, you know, whatever. Like, I, I just like to see that. I'd like to see the Raiders come out because I, I don't know how much, dude, I... <laughs> Three games into the season, I don't know if my heart can take 17 weeks of this. I, I know. I, That's you're gonna, why I said I've had several heart attacks. Yeah, they're going to start losing their fan base because we're just going to be passing away from this stuff here, man. It's just not going to be yes. good. But anyway, Tyler, so the you other, have, yeah, you got the other corner is Patrick Sertan the second. Okay, okay. So Nate Hobbs, 76.8, Sertan, 72.6, and Asante Samuel Jr., 71.9. Those are PFF grades. Those are all in the AFC West too, correct? Because certain is, is with the Broncos, yeah. right? Yep, they are. Wow. Yep, Sertan is. It was uh, the pick for the Broncos. So that's crazy. Yes, and he's it, just a Hobbs is just a great tackler. Once again, oh yeah, had some he is. great, great run support. Great, just open field tackles. Just, just playing a great, just playing great makes me not miss Nevin Lawson at all. Right. Right. No, I and, and, he, and he has a juice. You know, he gets up, he gets up with some pop, he gets up with some fire. It's like you need that on the defensive side of the ball. You need people flying around having fun because And they you... look like they're doing that. The entire defense does. Even Corey Littleton was flying around in coverage, making plays, looking comfortable yeah. in in this game against Miami and that was just fantastic to see all of them contributing. Mullen with those deep bombs. He did get called for one pass interference that the dude tripped and fell. Yeah, I, it was he ridiculous. Didn't really, even look like he touched him. Um, but anyway, I I I'm so happy with our defense this year that it's yeah. it's incredible just to have like a scheme, have players know what they want, what they're going to do. It's fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't be happier right now with how with the steps we've taken so far forward. Um, compared to last year with the defensive side as well. Definitely better than what I thought it was going to be. I'll tell you that, 100%. Yep, absolutely. Tyler, you have anything else for Raider Nation before we sign off? And no, hopefully- man, I'm I'm tired. I don't even can't even imagine how you feel right now. So I think that's good for tonight. Awesome, awesome. Raider Nation, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us again. Join us next week as hopefully we all celebrate a Monday night victory and a 4-0 start. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Just win, baby.